Hey, Emily, what's the difference between giving somebody the willies and, say, giving them the heebie-jeebies? What kind of question is that coming from a normal guy like you? Well, you know, i got to think about this stuff doing podcasts and so forth. I don't know. This whole conversation gives me the creeps. Live from the mysterious mist and shrouded mountaintop headquarters of X and Y Communications, it's X and Y on the fly with your hosts, Scott McKay and Emily Grillo. Here we are, everyone. Lucky number 13th episode of X and Y on the Fly, brought to you by the X and Y Communications Broadcasting Network. I'm your host for this podcast. My name is Scott McKay, and with me, as always, is the lovely and talented Emily Grillo. Hello, everyone. And here's something completely different tonight, Emily. We're going to do a podcast on people who have given us the creeps on dates. Ooh, this is going to be a fun topic. Otherwise known as the willies or the heebie-jeebies. Oh, gosh, that just makes my skin crawl. Yeah, it kind of puts a bubble up your backbone to even talk about. But nonetheless, we're going to go ahead and trespass into this territory. Probably never been covered by any other dating coach anywhere, don't you think? Probably not. Yeah, it's just too darn scary. But like I said, we're close to Halloween, and yes, we're going to go there. So without any further ado, let's start talking about some of the things that, that give us the creeps when we're out on dates with people. I think the first one... You know, guy or girl, the first one's got to be the old Space Invaders deal. Oh, yes. The person who talks right up close to your nose. Oh, yeah. I mean, even if they've just eaten, like, an Altoid or something, I don't want to smell their breath just yet. I don't want to feel their breath just yet. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> and that's exactly true. But, you know, societal expectation says you should give at least 18 inches when you're, when you're talking with someone in a social setting. And on a date, I think I would even err a little bit more than Look, that. Right. I think 18 inches is still close. And everyone's personal space is different. For me, that space is more than 18 inches, but everyone's space is different. And be aware, if you're too close to her or him, and they kind of look really uptight and apprehensive, you're probably invading that space. Yeah, if people are physically backing away from you when you're trying to talk to them, you're way too close. I've done that. I've backed away, and they keep coming after me. <laughs> they keep on <laughs> advancing, right? Oh, yeah. You know, I would say go ahead and, if you're a guy especially, keep on providing at least 18 inches, even when you know she sort of likes you and she may even want to kiss you. I mean, just ramp it up a little bit. Make sure that she knows that you're not desperate and needy when it comes to physical affection. If nothing else, it'll drive attraction. It absolutely will. And, you know, following close behind that is the touchy-feelies, which is kind of hyphenated like heebie-jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a coincidence, don't you think? Oh, definitely. So tell me about the touchy-feelies as they relate to women. Well, you mean as far as guys doing things to us or oh, us yeah. doing things to guys? I, I want to hear all about it. Okay, well, the most famous one is the guys coming and, you know, playing with your hair, touching, oh, the one I can't stand is them touching my shoulders, kind of like, so very femininely, just barely touching it and just going, ah. Oh. oh, yeah, anything a guy does that is feminine, Ew. like, you know, the soft little touch, like I'm petting you. Yes, can't yeah, stand like it. Like light petting as opposed to heavy petting. And especially oh, if horrible. I'm not attracted to the person, that's even worse. Oh, you know, it's creepy even for, even for guys. I was in the, in the food line at, well, we talked about this earlier, the supermarket, right? 
And this lady who was a lot older and had that kind of deep, grovelly smoker's voice. Oh, that's right. Oh, she started, she started touching me after I had been, you know, I mean, I was just making innocent conversation about how long the line was taken. She started giggling and touching me, and I mean, I was creeped. And you know... <laughs> Welcome to our world. <laughs> oh, exactly. And guys, you know, just about all of us have probably experienced this somewhere. Realize that women have radar for this that's perked up hundred times more than ours. So if, if guys, if you're listening to this and you've ever felt creeped out by a woman ever, it's that much easier to creep a woman out, especially with the touchy feelies. Or grabbing her hands and playing with the fingertips and not letting go and carrying a conversation. That's <sighs> only wonderful if we're attracted to you, if we like having our fingers and hands played with. Well, but it's still uh, weird if you barely know each other. I had a friend in college who would do that. And, you know, I never saw that guy ever get a woman to go out with him in four years of college. And and he wasn't that bad a guy. It's just that he would meet a woman, start smiling at her. And, you know, if she was unfortunate enough to actually offer him his hand as a handshake or whatever, or even if not. She'd he'd never be, get her hand back? Oh, no. He would be grabbing her hand and, like, like playing with her fingers while looking at her. He's still looking her in the eye while he's talking to her. But he's, like, playing with her fingers and stroking her palm. Well, if you're going to play with her, if a man's going to play with her fingers, talk about her hands. You know what? Either and even way. then, that could be weird. Either way. I mean, yeah, there's some guys that will talk about cold reading and how easy it is to... You know, attract a woman by doing palm readings, but get her permission first. Just don't, like, start grabbing it, a woman anywhere. Keep it short and brief. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you don't have to touch someone as, at all when you meet them. I mean, there's this, like, I was asked about this in, in, a, in a, uh, a question from a reader of my newsletter the other day. You know, what should I do when I first meet a woman on a first date? Say I met her online or something. How do I greet her? You know, I think the expectation is do I shake her hand or do I hug her? You know, you don't have to do either. No. You don't have to touch anybody. Matter of fact, guys, if you don't, or women, if you don't even offer, nothing, the world's not going to stop revolving on its axis because you all didn't touch each other physically when you met. You can still have a great date. And as a matter of fact, I would say the woman's probably going to even put, be put more at ease if you just get into the conversation and say, hey, here, we're, here we are, wherever we are, let's sit down and uh, get to know each other, whatever. You don't have to touch someone at all. That's right. And if anything, she's not going to get the wrong idea about you if you don't. Exactly. Now, let's say that even though we know how to keep our space from one another when we don't know each other and we're not getting the touchy-feelies, what about those kind of things we wear, say, or do that kind of transcend individualism just a little bit and go into downright eccentricity? Oh, that could cover a large amount of things. Oh, that was interesting. Painted fingernails or toenails. We were watching Blind... No, Limitate. We were and watching the girl eliminated the guy because he had green... T- Toenails. He had painted his toenails green. Remember that? Well, well, wouldn't any woman in her right mind eliminate a guy who painted his toenails green just on the creepiness factor? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And for those of you who don't have the newsletter in front of you, first of all, drop everything and get the newsletter. Go to deservewhatyouwant.com and sign up for the newsletter because the newsletter fronts this whole podcast. Everything we talk about here usually happens in the newsletter and we just expound upon it here. But what Emily's referring to is the eccentricity that I gave as an example in the newsletter talked about if a woman has black fingernail polish, 
that's kind of an individualistic thing to do. Some guys find that cute, and with the right woman, with the right personality, it kind of fits. If a guy has black fingernail polish, that would be creepy. That would be an eccentricity that would be so strange and out of the ballpark that most women would get at least a red flag with it, especially if the guy's like dressed creepy. If it's Robert Smith from The Cure or something and you're expecting this, okay, but not if it's just kind of an out-of-the-blue thing. Right. If you're not getting second and third dates, you might want to consider it. You know, we're talking about a lot of these things here, and I remember when I lived in Arizona in my younger days, my buddies and I used to have, you know, crotch rocket motorcycles, and we would all hang out in little packs, and every once in a while we'd stop and get something to eat. And there's a lot of homeless people in Yuma, Arizona, and, and you've probably heard that some people are homeless because of mental you disorders. Know, mental disorders. Well, there was this one guy who I think is the very quintessential essence of creepiness. And, you know, this is one of many points that he would cover. You know, the guy wore a mobile on his head. Like, it was a baby's mobile, like, with the little toys hanging from How it. Oh, weird. Oh, yeah, and he would walk around pushing, you know, his cart or whatever with a mobile around his head. And that was one of many things. And the, one of the things we'll talk about is also abrupt mood changes and changes in, in, in how you move. And this guy would, like, be all mellow and laid back, man. And he would just, like, break out into talking really fast and doing tap dances like, uh, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. or something. That's creepy. Going from zero to 100? Oh, yeah. That is really, really creepy. But anything that is really outside the mainstream... Guys and gals listening, look, if you want to make a statement and you're doing something that is just absolutely so out there that people stop and stare or people raise their eyebrows at you occasionally, I have no problem with you doing it. You're welcome in this country, the United States especially, to do and be whoever you want. But don't expect to get a lot of dates if you're that far out of the mainstream. Yeah, you have to find someone who's just equally as far out there. It would have to be like Benny and June action. Oh, yeah, this is adorable. (laughs) How about strange nervous habits? Now, a lot of guys in particular, women seem to have this handled. I don't think I've ever been on a date, maybe fewer than I can count on one hand, where the woman was just so visibly nervous that I was uncomfortable. But a lot of guys feel like, you know, the ball is in their court and they've just got to get this right. Kind of like going for an interview for a job or something. Oh, yeah. And then so you end up with these strange nervous habits. And you're creeping. we're creeping you out when we do that as guys, aren't we, Emily? Oh, yes. I've had that happen. and it's, You just couldn't get out of there fast enough. You're just looking at the clock, just waiting to, till it's time to leave. Fidgets. You know, if you're just like like wringing your hands and, and pulling your, cracking your knuckles and pulling your fingers. And a lot of these things can be subconscious for guys. But we're creeping women out if we do them. Funny laughs. Like, guys, you don't have to laugh at everything she says and go, ah, if she does it. I mean, it's just creepy. Stop what about it. girls doing that? Oh, yeah, girls will do that, too, and it is, it's kind of funky, creepy. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Um, rubbing your hands. I heard a story one time that I thought was absolutely hilarious. I may have read it on one of the online advice columns, and the woman was saying, you know, the creepiest thing I ever had happen on a date was a guy was so nervous that he kept rubbing his hands like Vincent Price used to in these old movies. <laughs> Gosh, that's awful. Like, you know, they're kind of rubbing your palms together in anticipation of doing something evil that should be, like, accompanied by one of those laughs that goes, <laughs> 
And she said it was so creepy that she called it off within like 10 minutes. Oh, my. She's sure the guy was okay, but it was just a nervous thing, but she still couldn't hack it. And there was no way that guy was going to get anywhere. And I really think guys do this stuff and don't even realize it. Or scratching their hair. Oh, scratching your head's a nervous habit. It's just a disgusting one. Right. You know, and a, a classic is the um, over-eager, vibrating thigh while you're sitting. Oh, I think that's funny. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of people do that. But, you know, it just shows that you have nervous energy that can't go anywhere. And I think, it's for, I think for a guy especially, it shows that you really don't have things under control. You're just a little out of control. So if you're bouncing your knee, what should you do to make it stop and bring it to something else? Well, you know, just have a rein on that when you go on a date. If you see yourself doing it, stop it and make a, make a conscious effort not to do it because that is a strange nervous habit. You know what I do when I do that? What? I change my position. However I'm sitting, I change in a, in a different position to where my body doesn't let my knee bounce. Right. Well, I don't know. I think... I think it's probably one of those things that's not necessarily creepy. No. But when but if you're doing that, it demonstrates that you're nervous. And you don't want to demonstrate that. Yeah. I mean, for a guy, having a strange nervous habit is a double whammy, isn't it? Like we said in the newsletter. It, it shows be. not only that you're creepy, but you don't lack, that you lack confidence also. And women love confident guys. So the whole point here is just to take a deep breath. You know, taking deep breaths works. Relax. Yeah. Lean back in your chair. Lean don't lean back forward. In your chair. And, you know, that will also contribute majorly to you giving her space if you're a guy. Oh, yeah. If you lean back, your, your leg can't bounce. You're already re in a relaxed position. Your body's likely to lean in that position to be more relaxed. And you'll be relaxed. And, you know, when you're not crowding the woman and you're leaning back, you're not only confident, but you're not... Presupposing, yeah, yeah, you're not looking clingy and you're not looking like you're expecting something. Like at a restaurant, guys, if you're sitting there leaning forward with your elbows on the table, catch yourself and lean back in your chair. Just do it. And, and see the difference in the attitude of your date. Um, you know, we talked about the strange nervous habits. What about those fishy-eyed stares? The cold ones? The cold fishy-eyed stare. <laughs> you know... You always hear that eye contact is a good thing when you're when you're talking to someone, and it is nice. I mean, you don't want to let your eyes drift southward if you're a guy, right? Oh, definitely not. And you don't want to look out in, in space. A lot of women do that. They'll just start looking around and be completely distracted when a guy's trying to talk to them. It's so irritating. Especially if you're bored. Especially if you're bored. Well, you're going to put it back on the guy to be exciting, but it's still very irritating. Not necessarily creepy, but when it gets creepy is when you overdo the eye contact and you feel like, you know, this guy's or this gal's eyeballs are going to turn into lasers and pierce, like, fire holes through you. Not good. No, no, it's definitely not good. Especially if you, like, don't blink and you just have, like, this fishy, cold deal working. Mm-hmm. You know... I think that could kill a date. And, you know, if you haven't had a lot of sleep, it's easy to lapse into that. But, you know, I'm not so sure that's the problem. I think some people just really have to learn how to relax, blink, and, you know, look away. Having good eye contact is having interested eye contact. But, you know, you have to kind of derivet your, your look at someone and move to the next thing. You kind of look around, you know. Take notice of something around you. Call her attention to it maybe on the date. But don't just stare her down. Or look at her hair or look at something, anything but a cold, <laughs> blank stare, I guess you could say. You know what's really funny? 
I, I actually tried this on a date that I wasn't having any fun on just to see what would happen, and it's absolutely true. If you really want to, like, like get somebody to be really freaked out, like, pretend their eyes are, like, one inch off center while you're talking to them like this, like I'm doing to you right now. And right. you have people, like, move over. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Look at me. And it, it's really funny to watch people do that, but that's just something if you're if you're trying to crack jokes more than anything, not if you're wanting to attract someone. So make sure you look them in the eye, but, you know, look away about once every five seconds at least and kind of get back to the situation later. Of course, don't go to the extreme and never look into her eyes because that would just be as weird too. Well, I agree. Yeah, you don't want to, like, completely stare out into space because she'll think you're a liar and you're insincere. But I guess what we're saying is there's a happy medium here and we need to find it. Yes. Absolutely. So now we've talked about some of the things that people do that are creepy. What about the things we say? Oh, man, it's so easy to put your foot in your mouth on a date, isn't it, Emily? Oh, yeah. Well, I told you about this one date. He was so worried about saying the wrong thing, he kept constantly saying that he's afraid of saying the wrong thing, which was the wrong thing to say. Well, was that creepy or was that just a turnoff? It was creepy. Really it was creepy? a turnoff. It made me uncomfortable. Yeah, it made you kind of sort of wary of what he's going to say that's so wrong. Like well, what it is that he is... He he always says the wrong things to women that make them run away. Does he have like a, a? Is it going to be like a stream of Tourette's-driven profanity or something like that that he's going to come out with? Or I mean, you just never know, right? It's, it's like the Pandora's box of what's there that you know he's so worried about. Oh, it's horrible. You know what women do a lot, Emily? They start using the word hate a lot. Oh, I, I hate that. <laughs> That's funny. I couldn't help it. <laughs> yeah, I know that was funny. Um, you know what women talk about on first dates, and I, I can't understand it, but I bet you easily 30 to 40% of women talk about it. They hate one of their coworkers. Just There's, keep the <laughs> gossip out of the date, for goodness sakes. I don't know how many women I've gone out with who they swear one of their coworkers is out to get, to get them, them, and up. they hate her. <laughs> she took something off her oh, desk, and it was stolen, and... Three weeks later, it magically appeared, and she tried to set the boss. I just hate that chick. You know? It's funny. I'll be on dates, and they'll tell me about dates they've been on who've done that and how it just they just couldn't stand hearing oh, yeah, it. yeah, there's not going to be a second date. Ladies, stop that. We don't want to hear about the coworker you hate. We don't want to hear hate. We don't want to hear about what you hate about any of your friends. What you hate about the television. What you hate about your hair or your appearance. Don't talk about how you hate your appearance. That will creep us out. It will creep us out. You know, other things like medical conditions. Don't talk about what's wrong with you, why you've been to the doctor. We just don't want to hear about it. You don't mean you mean to tell me you didn't want to see those gallstones? Oh my gosh. Famously, I went on a first date one time. And the this was a first date and the woman did exactly this. She started talking about how tough she was and how pain was not a problem for her. You know, she's she's got chronic gallstone problems. And she's passed gallstones the size of a pea, thank you. And we're eating dinner, and this woman is talking about passing gallstones at dinner. So she reaches into her purse, and she grabs a vial of medicine, and she goes, I go, I can't believe how much this woman is getting into this. She's going to show me the pills she takes for the gallstones. Well, I should have been so lucky. She opens this medicine vial, pours it into her hand, and it's the actual gallstones. And she's like, here, look, see? Look at the size of this one. You thought I was kidding you? And, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. It was the creepiest thing I've ever seen a woman do on a date. 
Wow. I if think that's just men did creepy things. I mean, that just to me is like Norman Bates material. I mean, she's keeping like, you know, biological samples of her illnesses to show her dates. That is creepy. That it gave me, I get the heebie-jeebie still thinking about that. So save the medical problems. Don't talk about anything you were in the hospital for. I don't know, guys. If you have cool scars and, you know, you have, you know, you've survived this, maybe there's a time and a place for it. But don't talk about your doctors and your medicals. and Don't, don't go into gross detail. And don't do it on the job either, for that matter. It's not going to help your career. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things really won't help your career either. So as, as we talk about dating here, a lot of this, like a lot of things in dating in general, really apply to everything. If you want to make friends and influence people, don't talk about the things we're talking about not talking about here. Right. Um, talking about your mother too much. My favorite topic. Oh, guys, you do not want to be a mama's boy. You will talk about Norman Bates. Don't, yeah, don't tell us that mommy still does your laundry and that she still comes to your place and puts food in the refrigerator and so on and so forth. Women want to know you respect your mother, guys. But they don't want to hear about her a whole lot. They really don't. Don't talk about mom a lot. And you know what, ladies? If you start talking about your family and your mom and your dad and, you your, and, and your abuelita and your tia Maria and all that, you know, we don't, it's going to be really, really tedious and downright creepy after a while. Boring? Oh, yeah. And, you know, going on with the medical problems is, is social problems, abuse issues you've had growing up. You know, we don't want to hear about that stuff on the first date. I mean, it's got to come out later, and we appreciate it. But, you know, any issues and and calamities you've had in your life are just going to creep people out if they come out too soon, aren't they? Oh, definitely. What about blatant contradictions in behaviors or words? I mean, we're talking about words here. But what about if you say something and then later on the date the opposite becomes true? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's just something else. We were watching this the other night. Yeah, another says, blind date show. I, I, don't, I don't drink. I, I drink very little and very rarely do I ever drink. I'm a lightweight. Oh. And then he's just popping one <laughs> drink after another after another until he's totally wasted. Right. And then what, didn't he, like, interject something later? Oh, you know, I only drink, like, two times a year, but when I do it, I really do it. Yeah. Just, just like, like, make her feel sure. better. Oh, yeah. If you're saying one thing and you end up doing, doing something, something different later... You're a liar, or at least you appear that way. You'll be creepy. And you know what? I'm going to drop a bomb on most of the ladies listening. Most of the guys are going to have this figured out already. Maybe not. You know, let me, let, me, let me tell this whole story, and let's see if it applies. I want you to see if you agree with me or not. All right. A woman says, hey, you know what? I want you to know I don't even kiss on the first date. I am a good girl. I am raised right, and I am just, you know, pure as the driven snow, so don't even think about getting a kiss on the first date. Well, three or four hours into the date, she's really into it, and, you you know, you say, all right, I'm going to respect this woman, and, you know, you take her home, and you, you bring her to her front door, and she basically grabs you, pulls you inside the house, and tries to rip your clothes off. That's That's a contradiction. Yes. You know, I think a lot of guys, a lot of women would think, like, guys are like, like, woohoo when something like that happens. But you know what? At the moment, a lot of guys may think, wow, this is really cool. This chick, like, is into me, and I'm going to get some or something like that. But in the back of their minds, they're thinking, this woman is really insincere. 
she tells me one thing, and really it's to cover up something else. And, and I think a lot more guys than most women would think are actually creeped out by that sort of behavior. And they'd rightly be creeped out, he or she be creeped out, because it appears, like you said, insincere or untruthful, to be more direct. Right. You know, so that's, that's a very, very good takeaway. You know, we talked about talking about your mother too much and coworkers you hate, and all of that goes triplicate for exes. Ex-wives, ex-girlfriends, ex-in-laws... Don't talk about X anybody's. You know, wipe the slate clean and go new. Be, go with all the, everything that's in front of you that's brand new. Because if we hear too much about X's, we're going to start thinking, oh my gosh, you know, if, if she treated this person this way or she thinks this way about another person, it's only a matter of time before that thought process gets transferred to me. Oh, what's interesting, they talk so much about their exes, it tells you everything you need to know about him. Oh, yeah, why you shouldn't be dating them. You can kind of read between the lines. Oh, yes, yeah. so you're like, oh, my God, if all these women hate him so bad, what has he done to create such... Creepy. It's just <laughs> really, really creepy. And here's a bonus. And, Emily, this was your idea, and I wanted to make sure we brought it up before we end the podcast. Asking inappropriate questions on dates. I can't even begin to count how many times this has happened. You know, how many people have you had sex with? Or, oh, yeah. you know, what size, are your, what size are your breasts? Or, oh, yeah. I'm not kidding. I mean, they ask some really inappropriate questions. Right. You know, and it can be, you know, the basic inappropriate questions I wouldn't call creepy. I would call just more inappropriate. Like, how much money do you make? <sighs> what kind of car do you drive? Um, you know... All those kind of questions are are um, on the inappropriate side, but they can cross over into the creepy. Oh, like definitely. you know, like a good. Do you like to dress up in Star Trek outfits when you have sex? <laughs> I haven't had that happen. Well, I haven't thank had God. that either. But it's just the first thing. But I, I can of. imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine. I can imagine somebody saying that. Yeah. Well, I you know I am Scotty. You know. That's right. Beam you up. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, onward. <clears throat> you know, the whole $64,000 question, 20 question, interview session, whatever you want to call it on the first date, just have fun. Just see if you get along. Let the questions flow later. If you have to, do what you did, Emily. Buy the book that has the interesting questions in it. You know, let that be a guide. Don't start asking flipped out, crazy, whack things. If you're getting a quizzical you know, one eyebrow out in the air, look from your date when you ask a question, chances are it was a creepy question. Oh, let's see now. Let me think. I was just thinking what women could possibly ask of a man that would be creepy, like marriage, anything related to marriage. Oh, my kids? gosh. Oh, that is creepy. I, you know, so how many dates do you think we should go on before we talk about getting married on the first date? <laughs> oh, how many things, How many kids do you think we should have? Or, I, or you know, what would I, you name our daughter? Yeah, what would you name our daughter? I mean, that is very, very creepy on the first date. Oh, yeah, you will creep a guy out. I mean, you know, it's funny because we talk about this this episode in terms of people who have creeped us out. But I also think this episode is really, really useful for us to look in the mirror and see if we're doing any of these things. Because, man, if we're creeping dates out repeatedly, especially habitually, it's going to be like a train wreck. Nothing derails your dating life quicker and without explanation than creeping people out. 
So I think it's a good exercise to even even list, and we've done 13 of them here <laughs> for the lucky 13th episode, right? We've done 13 examples of how to creep somebody out, and I think we've covered just about all of them. Yet, man, you know, I've gone out with so many women, and they say, I can't go out with a guy without him just blowing the first date and me never wanting to see him again. And I think it's really deceptively easy. I mean, I guess I, I play the middle of the road enough that I haven't really creeped out a whole lot of women. Matter of fact, I can't ever think of creeping out a single woman, actually. But as far as hearing the stories and kind of knowing why I haven't creeped out a woman, I, I can also look at the situation and see how easy it is as guys to creep women out, especially. So really playing the middle, middle of the road for a guy is just crucial when out on a date. I mean, if, if in doubt, don't say it, do it or be it, right? Yes, right. When in doubt, don't say it. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. So here we are at the end of this episode. We want to thank all of you, every lasting one of you, from Botswana to the Ivory Coast, from Australia all the way to Siberia. We have listeners on on seven continents. We had over 1,000 new subscribers in the month of September. That's a lot of people. Unbelievable. I mean, we're, just, we're thrilled. We want to be here every week for you. I know I've gotten a couple of emails going, hey, where's that, next, where's that next episode? It's been a couple of weeks. Emily and I have been very busy trying to get married, and, and we have lots of new things going on with uh, X and Y Communications. You probably noticed that the new book, Cook for Your Date, is a little bit behind. I'm going to be working 100% on that this week to get it out. So I'm looking at max a week and a half from today for like maybe the 20th of October to get that out to everybody who's wanting it. And I can't wait to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm even hiding most of it from Emily. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, DateToOrder.com is our new service that bridges the gap between those dating sites that you have to pick whatever profile you want to write to, put your own profile, and the other ones that seek you to match, seek to match you up with your soulmate. We kind of bridge the gap between that and help you get better first dates and totally eliminate the bad dates, the bad first dates. So check that out at date2order.com. That's D-A-T-E-T-O-O-R-D-E-R.com. If you're not on our newsletter, please go right now to deservewhatyouwant.com. And sign up for our newsletter. And what that will do is that will give you an insight into everything we talk about on our podcasts. And that will help you enjoy your podcast even more. And finally, the other thing is we've been picking up a little bit on our coaching and on doing um, profile makeovers for people. And it's been getting great reviews and people continue to be having their lives changed by the simple improvements that we help them make. And so, when things do change your lives out there... Please send us an email. We love hearing the great, oh, the, yes. the great impact we're having. Oh, yeah. That's why we're here. And so please do send us your success stories. And if you have any ideas for us to write about or talk at you about here on uh, X and Y on the Fly, please do write us. My email address is scott, S-C-O-T, just one T in Scott, at date2order.com. That's D-A-T-E-T-O-O-R-D-E-R.com. You can write me at Emily, E-M-I-L-Y, at date2order.com. 
And as always, we always love talking at you, and we'll talk at you next time, again, on Lucky Number Episode 14 of X and Y Communications. Till then, I'm Scott McKay. And I'm Emily Grillo. Be good.